you found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls' blowout loss to the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker scoring 51 points, and Patrick Williams has scored a total of seven points since he said he could be a superstar. We're going to break it all down and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked on Bulls. Locked on Bulls, member of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat the Designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And Pat, Devin Booker just dropped. He just scored more points. He just scored a, a couple of more points, bro. He We're just still down more. 20. They're still down 20. Still down. Um, the Bulls get completely embarrassed in Phoenix. How do you feel about this game, bro? The Chicago Bulls offense this season or maybe maybe through through it's always what it's been will not work if they don't score consistently mm-hmm. i've said that on this podcast so many times how do you think the bulls actually did tonight stat wise i know they shot like what like 17 percent from three-point range which is not going to get it done um, they shot above 50% from Above field. 50% overall from the field, which is wild. The fact that they had that bit bad of a, of a uh, three-point shooting percentage but still managed to get over 50% from the game. But, yeah, man, that was tough. 82% from the free throw line. Got out-rebounded. Okay, we've, we've been out-rebounded before. About the same in the assist battle. Turnover battle was not crazy. Points in the paint, we actually dominated. 66 to 46. Points off turnovers, we actually dominated. 21 to 15. We talked about on the last show, if this offense was hindering this team's development, or but I think it just hinders the team. Mm-hmm. Because when you're trying to answer three for two and you can't even knock down the two, you have no answers. And right now the Chicago Bulls have absolutely no answers offensively. You look at this game. 32-25, you got outscored in the first quarter. Not that bad. Okay. 42-38, you scored a lot of points in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. 32-26, you outscored them in the fourth. The second quarter, you got outscored 32-18, to and you had multiple scoring drops. This is a competitive game if you can consistently put the ball in the bucket. And the Chicago Bulls cannot. And Zach Levine cannot. And DeMar DeRozan cannot. And trying to do the heroics, the king of the fourth, the the uh, we, we can play better defense in the second half and make a late push, it doesn't work. It's not sustainable. It hasn't been sustainable. And, and Billy Donovan said it best. The Chicago Bulls are consistently inconsistent. Mm-hmm. That's what this team is. And the thing is, is I don't even. It's not like to me. It's the lack of defense. Like when you look at the the lack of defensive IQ on this team, um, in the way that they rotate or not rotate, the way they don't communicate. Um, it's 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 a lot right now plaguing this team. And um, 
I know yesterday we had a nice little debate on how much the Bulls have really improved. Um, and just seeing a game like this, seeing the lack of effort, seeing Devin Booker completely cut up this defense like a knife through hot butter. I'm A hot knife through butter. I completely ruined that. Yeah. I mean, technically, that would kind of still be the same thing. Like, yeah. hot butter would be melted, so the knife yeah. was don't work. Yeah, they still go through. There you go. It still works. I appreciate it. Thanks for the assist on that, brother. Thanks for the assist on that. I, I threw um, you live, like Devin Booker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this game, bro, like, just looking at this team playing this game, it was literally frustrating. And you had to watch this game to see how the body language was basically of a team that just didn't know what they were playing for. They have no heart out there. And it's that's that's the biggest what did I what was I saying at the beginning of the season? The thing that concerned me the most at the beginning of the season was the was the questioning the heart of this team. Then it seemed like, hey, the heart was coming back. We weren't we were still losing some close games, but the heart was coming back. Then we started winning. But this game, this team had absolutely no heart. This team looked like a team out there that, like comparable to a young team that's still trying to figure out how to win the game of basketball. And we're not a young team that's still trying to figure out the game of basketball. It's it's really disheartening. And it, I, I think the thing is too, right, the most disheartening part is I have no blame for Billy Donovan. Billy oh, that, Donovan, I said that over Bill, on Central. Billy well. Donovan tried everything. If you want to watch a game of adjustments, watch tonight's game. Billy Donovan threw four different players at Devin Booker. He threw three different defensive sets. They tried to face face him. They tried to run man, or they tried to run a, a zone against him. They tried to run a box in one. They put Caruso on him. They put P. Will on him. P. Will was an interesting decision, by the way. They put P. Will on him. They put Io on him. You couldn't stop him. Some guys get hot. Devin Booker got hot. Devin Booker scoring 51 in three quarters is not what beats you. It helps, but it's not what beats you. You got beat by the same thing tonight. You got outscored by nearly every point you put up in the second quarter, doubled. That's what beats you. And that's what's going to continue to beat the Chicago Bulls. They don't have consistent scores on this team. We're relying on guys to be scores that aren't developing into scores. We can't develop these guys into scores because the scores we do have are so freaking ball dominant that Patrick Williams doesn't even get a chance to try. Now he did put it. Now, now he did put up some lemons tonight. I will say that. But uh, I, you know, like the, I, I look at the beginning of this game. Vooch dominating down low, getting dominated by the way. Also, Aiden. We we can't we can't lose sight of the fact that Aiden was cooking to start this game. But Vooch was doing well down low, scoring the bucket. He's not down low anymore. Io attacking the paint. He's not attacking the paint anymore. DeMar's got the ball in his hands. Zach's got the ball in his hands. That's your offense. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. Like, it, it's too stagnant. I don't know if, if it just all of a sudden will start working if Zach Levine knocks down shots and doesn't start off games one for eight. That probably would help quite a bit, <laughs> but it doesn't look like it works. Well, my thing is this: it's not just the ball dominant; it's the fact that players don't move without the ball, and it's also the defense. Like you, you couldn't win with ball dominant players, but you have to have a really good defense, and those ball dominant players have to be efficient. Yep. Right now, Demar and Zach Levine are playing way less efficient than what they played last season. Extremely less efficient than what they played last season. That that's that's when that stuff starts stagnating. And so it's like 
you, you you're you're trying to do the same thing that you did last season. You're not as successful as what you as what you were last season. You also, to your point, and to the point that we've been making for a long time here, is that you you don't really have the the situation to where Io and Patrick Williams can really grow as scores. Patrick Williams was starting to show some growth as far as knocking his shots down, but he was still really just getting just being being more consistent as taking the open shots that 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 come to him. It's not like he's not. I don't know if Patrick Williams had one play ran for him all season. And by plays ran, I think people have a misconception. When we say plays ran, it doesn't mean the play has to end in you scoring. It just means that some of the offense goes through you. We're, we're not seeing that. It's Oh, he did. He scored on every one. We haven't seen it since then. <laughs> Remember I came in, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. they ran plays for Patrick Williams, and he scored, and he's, he looked good. What, what, what was that? The, the first Boston game? Maybe. I don't, I don't even know what it was. Like, I, 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 there's no, here's the problem, right? There's no fix that Zach Levine figuring out his shot and figuring out what the heck Nick Lavusevich is actually is on this team changes. There, there, mm-hmm. There's no fix. Like, unless they figure out what the heck's going on with them. There is no fit because when you bet on continuity, continuity means the players that you're bringing back have to at least give you the same thing. <laughs> at a minimum, Zach Levine has to at least give you one-legged Zach Levine numbers. Mm-hmm. At a minimum. We can't get one-legged Zach Levine numbers. And I'm going to be honest, like – I I think the one the one thing that I can think of that actually does work, and I I know Billy won't do it, is if you actually set a a, a hierarchy of who's where in the offense. Because the Bulls do play better when Demar just is going out there and dominating the ball like he does, but that's not the team that we wanted. That's not the team that Zach Levine thought he was going to be a part of. And you don't pay $215 million to Zach Levine for DeMar DeRozan to go out there and, ball, and be ball dominant the entire game. It's a great point. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like it, it, this just sucks, bro. Like, this is, this is one of those games, as high as we were on the Milwaukee win, this is probably oh, twice as bad. To that. Def- this is definitely. probably twice as bad on the other side. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But, you know, we'll talk about bad Bulls play. We'll talk about Patrick Williams coming up here next. One thing that isn't bad is bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as BetOnline as well. Uh, We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. For your second listen today, go check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most and the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard behind the scenes with local experts that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. There you go. Nobody reads it like Pat, but Pat, the other Pat, Pat Williams, said he said he, he saw himself, he can see himself becoming a superstar. And a sense... Scored seven points. 
That's superstar status, right? Since that's, we've lowered the barrier of superstar, superstar scores seven points, right? I mean, we did draft Marco Simonovich like he was a superstar overseas from yeah. basically doing the same thing. I mean, <laughs> hey, those, those, those are Chandler Hutchinson numbers, for real. Oh. Um, uh, is the conversation that we just had kind of goes straight into this. Is Pat getting a fair opportunity to prove what he can do? Mm-hmm. He's taking shots. He is. He he went over. He had a horrible shooting night. He went over six. Over eight. I'll say this. I'll say this as well. Pat's shot is beautiful. It is. He he misses. He's got one of those shots where like it always looks like it's gonna go in, and it might be a little short or it might be a little off. He rarely mm-hmm. like has a shot where it's like, oh, don't don't take that one. Plus, yeah. he's taller than everybody with a seven foot wingspan. So like it it always looks like no one can guard him. Um, but is he is he getting? a fair opportunity to try and showcase what he believes he can be. No, we we all know that. No. Showcase? No. Is He's there going to be that opportunity? I don't see it, but hey. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's that's the hard part, right? Like and I I think that you have to there's going to come a point in this bull season. It's not going to be this season, right? They're going to f- try and fix this. They're going to try and um you know, figure out how they can win as many games with this team as they can this season. I expect them to. I still expect the Bulls to to try and come out and compete and be a playoff team. I, I I'm definitely down on this team right now. I feel like right 21 games in, we know what this team is. But to me, right, P. Will is trying to figure out where he can find his shots now, and he's taking the shots when he can get them. But he's also trying to do that while not taking the offense further out of rhythm than what it already may be. And I think that trying to balance all of that is is just hard on him. Listen. I'll say this. Patrick Williams has not been given the opportunity that most fourth overall picks have got, get. He hasn't gotten the shots most fourth overall picks have gotten. He hasn't got the opportunity to develop the most fourth overall picks get. All that stuff is true. And that's not of his own doing. That is the, of the situation that he came into. This Bulls team drastically improved. And this is just where we are. But this is what I'll say with this. The thing that Patrick Williams was doing to where that you can make the argument that we were making at one point that Patrick Williams deserved to get some things ran through him. Patrick Williams deserved to get to do more ball handling. Patrick Williams deserved to get to play point forward a little bit. He hurts his, he shoots his own self in the foot by not shooting the ball effectively. Now, again, do I think Patrick Williams is going to be, get back to being an effective shooter? I do. This is bad two games. This may still last a while. We'll see how long it lasts. But, but at the end of the day, it's this. I don't really – Pat has to shoot the ball better, period. And I don't take away from that. But you, when you, when if you watch the game, there are going to be a lot of people who just watch the box score and be like, oh, Pat had another stinker of a game. And you don't necessarily get the fact that if you watch this game, Patrick Williams tries to do some things. He tries to impose a will. He tries to, at times, push the break. He tries to do some things defensively. This just is not the offense that's made or built for Patrick Williams to really try to take his lumps in in the sense of having growing pains. It just isn't. So then are we basically just what are we doing then? Right? Because at the end of the day, DeMar's not our, our window. Yeah, you're DeMar's right. DeMar's not our ch- You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like yeah. De- DeMar, he might we might win a lot of games while he's here. I I, I still expect I, 
me being optimistic, I guess. I still expect the Bulls to be competitive and be in the playoffs this year. But the long term, at the end of the day, needs to be your number four pick in the draft. Here's what, what I'm are we say. doing if we're not giving our number four pick in the draft some kind of opportunity? Here's what I'm going to say, and this may be controversial. And this is something I haven't spent a lot of time on thinking on. So, Pat, please feel the the, uh, the the please feel the need to tell me if I need to pump my brakes. Are we starting to see while Demar is putting up points? Demar looks great when he's when he's going and in rhythm. He's he's been more so the king of the third this season than the king of the fourth. Yeah. But is it getting to the point that where Russell Westbrook was about three years ago, where he was putting up a bunch of triple doubles? but wasn't winning any goddamn games. Would moving DeMar DeRozan, not this season, but let's say maybe not even next season, let's say if DeMar does want to stay in Chicago, doesn't want to leave and go to another team, is DeMar's best benefit and the way, much like Russell Westbrook, embracing a six-man role. Again, I'm not saying this season. I'm not even saying next season. I'm saying if DeMar wants to stay on this team long-term past next season, would the key to that be DeMar DeRozan? actually coming off the bench for the Chicago Bulls. You're saying in, in like, the, the development of P-Will? Say I'm saying for the development of P-Will, Iota Sumu, Dalen Terry. Because at that point, uh, DeMar's ball dominance is okay. Is okay we, off of the bench, yeah. Yeah. I'm. It's hard for me to say that. When Demar's the one who's consistently scoring, I understand we just paid mm-hmm. Zach two fifteen, but um, while Demar's terrible defensively, he's that good offensively. Mm-hmm. While it's not leading to wins, I don't look at Demar's scoring as the reason for that. This is true. This is true. You know what I mean? I I don't look at Demar's scoring as the re- like. I, I look at Zach Levine going one for eight and say, "Hey, bud, like when you went one for eight we put up 11 points while Devin Booker put up 16 by himself. That's a problem because they left you out there as the offense. You're supposed to be that guy. You're supposed to like that. That's what it comes down to to me. Right. Like I, I can't look at now DeMar, right? Like DeMar, the weird part is right. DeMar's points. They hurt tonight to see them because Mm. it always came after Devin Booker getting a lot of points at one, it, like going down it, and knocking down a three. It came Demar, after and before ooh. that because you know it was, I mean? yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like it was like a Demar shimmy shake, turn around, pull up, Jake, cash, good shot, and then like Devin Booker walks down, and like pulls a three, looks you in the eye, like blows a kiss to you, runs down on the other end, like. But I don't look at Demar's offense as the problem. I, I think the best thing right now for the Bulls is going to be for them to make a decision on. Who really is your future? And if you believe that Patrick Williams is your future, you can have DeMar out there. You can have Zach out there. DeMar's had games where he's put up 22, 23 points this season on 11, 12 shots. He's fine doing that. If we win, you got to make the decision to go to, to, to run something to P. Will. You got to make the decision to let Io have his moment. And, and they just need to have their moments. Mm. I think Billy just he, he's a guy that that relies on his veterans. And right now your veterans can't be relied on. 
your best players, the continuity that we're talking about, it, it looks great, mm. but watching the game, it don't look great. 21 and four, 21, four and seven, 29, seven and four, 17, eight and one. It's because they stayed in the game well after the blowout was already done. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, we watched Zach Levine put up four more buckets, and I was like, making them numbers look good, ain't you? <laughs> uh, Brandon L. Jet making this great point before we go into break. It's always that one player that stunts a young player's growth. Think Kyrie with Tatum and Brown. Think Monte Ellis with Stephen Curry. And think Bledsoe with Giannis. Okay, the last one's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Bledsoe stopped Giannis? Uh, I don't, I listen, I, I, I would honestly say, I don't, I don't remember... I don't. I didn't watch a lot of Bucks back then because the Bucks sucked. So I I can't speak to that. So Eric Bledsoe was on the Bucks when they were winning. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, don't, I don't remember. Giannis just became Giannis. I don't think Eric Bledsoe yeah. slowed him down. Um, I'll say this: the Bulls to me right now compare really well to that Sun or to that uh, um, Golden State team. I think that there's guys on this team that might be able to shine, mm-hmm. but because we're scared of what the unknown is, we're going to stick with the guys that we know can can score. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, DeMar DeRozan's going to be out there. Zach Levine's going to be out there. They're going to have a ball in their hands. Vooch is going to have a ball in his hand. Like, those are the guys you're going to go to. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think the Monte one is really, really comparable. Um, the Kyrie one, the Kyrie one's tough for me because I'm gonna be honest with you. Like Kyrie's just kind of Kyrie, but if he stays on that team, like that's a better team. <laughs> I think Tatum still becomes Tatum. I think Brown still becomes Brown, and you actually have somebody to facilitate the ball to him. That's a better team. I mean, it's easy to say that, but that's not that doesn't. Sometimes you do need you yeah. do need to be pushed forward and pushed into uncomfortable situations to grow. And I think not having if they always had Kyrie to rely on there, that I think some of the some of the things that we saw when the questionable things. I, I I'll say this: if Kyrie never left that team, what we saw Tatum and Brown work through. Remember when people were like, "Hey, they can't play together." The, yeah. the Celtics may have to get run of one of them. I don't think that they find that balance if they still uh, if they always had a, a player like Kyrie there to kind of be the safety valve there. Sometimes you have to you have to push didn't, people into uncomfortable situations to grow. Didn't Tatum say on the uh, on the what uh, JJ Redick podcast one of them that like he was like yeah we all kind of handled that wrong and we we could have won a lot more if we if we figured it. I out. I mean it was young, but hey, but that's hey, the point too. Because Kyrie remember Kyrie got him. hurt and he was yeah. like I just dunked on LeBron. Leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I just think I I I think that the situation that the Bulls are in right now is very similar to that Monte one, where and and I've said this on here on the breeze and all of that, right? Like, there, this probably isn't a championship roster, but the question mark to me is: Can you develop P. Will? Can you develop Io into what has to happen? to become a championship roster if you've got DeMar on the team. If you've – I mean, honestly, I'm looking at Zach too. If you've got Zach on the team, one or the other, right? If you've got both of them, can it develop into that? That's my biggest question right now because it's just like P-Will's getting the scraps and the scraps are like snatchback mid-range fadeaways. 
That's that's not a shot that I want to see him taking all the time. And that's the thing. And Demar isn't the best off the ball player either. So even if you talk about He's actually putting the horrible, ball more, so. <laughs> yeah. So if you talk about putting the ball more in Io or Patrick Williams' hands, you're then yeah. taking away from what Demar does great. So you know, I mean, we'll see. It's not an answer that we that we have to answer right now. That's why I said at some point what we may have to make that decision. And but, hopefully uh, by the end of the season, this is all just dumb conversation that we had in a bad in a bad point. In, our ba- in a bad. John Corrales from Locked On Celtics had some tough podcasts early last year as well. So. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a read, so we can just go on to the next topic. Oh, you don't I, have a read. I had a, no right. read. No. <laughs> no read. No read, Pat. No read, Pat. Pat, as always, does not do any fucking work around. Oh, come on, bro. We on Locked On, brother. Come on, bro. Come on. Oh, listen. It is what it is. Oh, it is what it is. Oh, oh god. Oh man. Nonetheless, bro, I don't even know what to say about the team anymore, bro. I really don't know, man. Um, where's the bright side coming? How bad are we gonna lose by the go to the Golden State Warriors, bro? Because if we play like this, it's gonna be a fifty piece. They're gonna set another record. Here's, I think here's the problem, right? And here's the biggest question that you have going into this Golden State game. How do you find consistent offense? It's been the entire – it's been the question, how, who's on this team? Is it is it really – because honestly, right, like if Zach Levine scores like Zach Levine can score, we're not having this conversation. We're talking about a very competitive game down to the wire. With Devin Booker putting up 51 and three quarters. We're mm-hmm. still talking about a very competitive game down to the wire. But we haven't seen that. So I, I think my question is, right, like, as we head into this Golden State game, is it just that? Is it just that the guys that we bet on aren't living up to it? Or is there something deeper with this team? Because if Zach Levine actually gives us a legitimate – what he what he put up? Uh, he put up 21 points. If he gives us a legitimate 21 points and like the actual meaningful minutes of basketball when we're competing for the game, this is a different game. Well, I mean, that's but that's the thing too is that for me, I know you 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 you're focused more on offense. I focus kind of more on the defensive intensity and the consistency there. But here's the thing: is that with the offense that this team runs and how predictable it is you have to be able to step up defensively because at the end of the day is this, we're not running any time. Everybody knows what's happening for the Chicago Bulls. I can I can literally look at a play and tell you what the Bulls are about to do 90% of the design. Yeah. Because, because it's the same thing. So, like, yeah, shooting the ball better, of course, sounds like it, but still then you run into the, uh, into the, the issue with how predictable this offensive scheme is and again, this goes back again. And I'm not saying that DeMar's a bad player, but he's such a particular player in the way that he has to get his offense. You almost have to run the offense a, a specific way. And we're starting to see the NBA may have just figured it out. That's what but, we may be maybe seeing. I think this is the difference though, right? They they got they they were broken. You saw you we saw when they got broke. When I mean, when they, when yeah. when Booker came down, well, who was it? Uh Bulls got on a little bit of a run, right? It uh did Zach hit the three? I think Zach or Kobe, one of them, hit the three uh, to make it a 
14 point game or an 11 point game like cut the lead decent and you were like okay maybe we can come back in this third quarter and booker came down and drained two threes in a face in the span of 17 seconds and they were broken they were done the thing that we've seen about this bulls team is if they're in the game they play well defensively when they're in games like this where they get broken and they realize they can't come back that's when they give up that's when the defense looks worse. So I think, right, like we're having the same conversation. I think it's just an inverse relationship. I think if they're if if this is a close game, we're talking about a Bucks type game. We're down to the wire now. P. Will's stepping up. Caruso stepping up. Levine, you know, Levine stepping up defensively. Uh, what we saw versus Utah. What we saw versus Boston. But you know, when when Book breaks your spirit in the third quarter, <laughs> then then instantly, like right, like. That's when you saw the defense give it. Like, Io gave up defensively. Billy Donovan was furious at Io because Io didn't slide over off of a box and one where the screen happens at the top, and you just got to realize, hey, my man just got screened. I think it's Dragic. He's like, my man's just got screened. I need to slide up because that's how box and one works. Hmm. And I was like, oh, look at that. He, he went by me. He's gone. Okay. All right. I got nothing. So I, I think they both kind of just – they work together in, in this situation. It, it sucks that way because I'm going to be honest with you. The only time this offense like this has worked in the modern NBA is Miami Heat, and they were top two defenses both times. Yeah, I mean, and but that go and, and that goes back. Like, this team has to find their defensive identity. Like, the offense – the Bulls are good enough offensively that it'll work out. Like – and then again, you don't get into shootouts if you if you are consistently giving effort on the defensive end of the ball. Yeah. The, the, this Bulls team has to play defense better. We're seeing this team get get blown again. Go back to the simple pick and roll. At this point, it's not even a pick and roll. They don't know how to switch. And you want and Billy Donovan wants to run a switchable. If you look at it, the perfect roster that a, in AK's mind, the perfect roster would be a roster that's very switchable. They can't run a simple switch. But I think I think that's where again that question comes in, and it sucks that we're even having this conversation after a game like this. But I don't even think it's an emotional conversation, right? Like, can you run the team that AK wants to run with Demar Derozan with the Demar Derozan led Bulls? That goes back to my original statement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, that, I don't that's, know. That's, and that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, De- at the DeMar end of the day, the is this assassin for hire? I, I I highly doubt we see that. I know I, I, I and he he would literally just have to want to stay in Chicago. Yeah, and and keep in mind too, that, and the reason why I say it's a possibility is because keep in mind nobody wanted Demar Derozan in all, in the free agency. Now the way that he played with the Bulls, maybe that ratchets it up, and and some teams look at him and say, "Hey, man, listen." And then again, is even if he was willing to come off the bench, there are going to be teams that are a lot better than the Chicago Bulls project to be that he can come off the bench for at that point. But I'm yeah. just saying, if he wanted to stay in Chicago after next season when that contract's up, I mean, that may have to be what it is. If not, let him walk. Yeah. I, so. It sucks, man. It sucks because it's like the timing of it. You thought it felt like coming into the season we would have a different timeline than it, it seems like in the first 20 games is playing out to be because now the timing of it is, yeah, you picked up P wills option for next year. DeMar's still going to be here. Are you just going to pivot off of DeMar in like his final year of the contract? Like 
there's no good way for you to do this without almost like disrespecting a guy who's played really well for you. Or even, right, disrespecting your guy that you just paid $215 million to. Listen, forget disrespect. You're disrespecting us with your play on the court. So I ain't got nothing to hear about the disrespect. The disrespect is mutual at that point. Deal with it. (laughs) It's it's dual disrespect. I I, I don't know. I I don't have an answer for it. Devin Booker's – I'll say this. At the end of the day, um, all Devin Booker, Zach Levine uh, comparisons are dead. Um, Devin Booker is um, an amazing basketball player. And uh, some of the ways that he scored on us tonight are 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 ridiculous. That that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Like when he split through four dudes and Vooch was just like, "What am I supposed to do with that?" I <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, it might not go the way we thought it's gonna go. Let me keep calling this game and hope for the best." I don't know. I don't know. Tuck man. it in. Pray for the best. That's all you can do. <laughs> that goes back to the other conversation on CBC. Don't worry yeah. about it. Let's no, get up no, out of here, man. That goes back to the conversation we had before we started pressing the, the go live button. Yeah, which yeah, again, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes at Locked on Bulls are some of the best conversations you guys will ever not hear. Uh, go ahead, Pat. Let's send this on, brother. Follow us on everything at Locked on Bulls, man. Follow, us, uh, follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Yeah. That's it. Uh, it sucks. It's tough, bro. It's tough. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. Uh, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. We out this mug. Peace, y'all. Peace.